Are you guys having a good evening? Yeah. It is so good to be with you again. Uh, my name's Simon, if we have not met before. How nice was it to hear Silent Night in its original language, German? Was that amazing? Juliet, brilliant job. <laughs> not many of you would know this. I am actually an eighth German. My grandmother was half German on my mum's side. Um, so I thought I'd do the remainder of this message in German, <laughs> if that was okay. Ja, bitte? No. I actually got a D in German. I definitely uh, let the family down there. Um, so, good to have you here. We are centering this evening on the person on the birth of Jesus through song and through spoken word. And I want to just take some time to speak to you, really. Just reflect on the question, like, honestly... What relevance does Jesus actually have to us today in Brighton in, in 2023? And from the reading that we just had, there's a little clue. The end of that reading talks about three gifts that were given to this baby Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, you can tell a lot of person by the gifts they receive. So I thought, let's zoom in on these gifts and see what we can learn about Jesus. Number one, gold. Now, I've got three daughters. Aye, aye. I like you. That's good. I'll, I'll just talk to you. Um, this is fine. They were actually here at the four o'clock one, so they gave a big cheer, and I was like, oh, they've gone home, haven't they? That's fine. I've got three daughters. Thank you. Um, do you know, when, when they were born, we had baby showers, as you do, and we were given baby grows, we were giving teddies, we were even given those like Sophie giraffes, a whole bunch of gifts. No one gave us a bar of gold. That, that would be kind of unusual, wouldn't it? in a baby shower to give gold. What do we usually use gold for? Gold is often associated with royalty and with kings and queens. These wise men have understood something about Jesus, that he isn't just a baby, but he's a king. And fit for a king would be gold. You might think, a baby king, that's a bit weird, isn't it? This year we celebrated the coronation of our king uh, back in, when was it, May? He was 75 and he became king. Queen Elizabeth, before that, 25. You can look through the history books. Some people became king as early as like six or seven years old. I did a bit of research. There was one story, King Alfonso VIII became king of Spain in 1886, the day he was born, because his dad actually passed away in the pregnancy. So he's there carrying the lineage from his first breath, he's a king. So actually, the idea that a baby can be king isn't that unusual. There's definitely precedent for it. And these wise men discern he's, he's been born a king. Not just a, a, a king on earth, but a spiritual king. There's something about this baby that's different. On this day, born a king. Now, a king, what does a king have? A king has a kingdom with borders and boundaries. As this baby grew up from a boy to a man, what got pronounced about this man was the kingdom of heaven is near. And he brought a kingdom with him wherever he went. The kingdom of heaven went with him. And it wasn't a kingdom that was brought about by force or fighting or wars. It was actually an upside down kingdom in many ways. The kingdom of heaven came with kindness. This Jesus, you, know, you want to know what God's like? What's he like? What kind of God is he? This king in his kingdom, he came about. He went to the outcast. He went to people who couldn't see, and he touched their eyes, and they could see again. 
He went to people who couldn't walk, who'd be bound up in, you know, just disabled for years, and held them by the hands, and energy and power came to their body, and they were healed. He went to people who were broken, who were hurting. He went to people that other religious extremists were condemning and ready to kill, and to say, any of you who haven't sinned, you throw the first stone. And he defended weak people, even caught in sin. That's what this king is like in his kingdom. He took time to care, to love people. He brought about restoration and healing. His kingdom is a kingdom of righteousness, of joy, of peace. And so these wise men, they knew that. They came and brought the gift of gold. Gold, we found the king. They traveled, they found him. A king has been born, a heavenly king, a spiritual king. This year, the Barbie movie came out. <laughs> got, got some Barbie fans in the house. If you Google Barbie, Barbie movie, you get 765 million hits. If you Google Taylor Swift, biggest tour in history right now, 824 million. If you Google Jesus, it's 1.9 billion results. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people have come to know this spiritual King Jesus, known what he says about his life and who he is to be true and experienced their living kingdom in their lives. And the wise men found him, they recognized it, they gave him gold. So that was the first gift. He brought gold. The second one is? Very good. What on earth is Frankenstein? I mean, frankincense. Like, does anyone know? What is frankincense? I had no idea. You know, you grow up hearing this in the Bible verse. I'll tell you what it is. Frankincense comes from a certain tree uh, in Middle East, and it's the resin inside the bark, and when it kind of solidifies, they found if you burn this, this stuff, it makes this incredible scent. This astonishing, beautiful smell fills the air. It's beautiful. You know, when we get our babies and baby showers, we always get given gifts, don't you? You get a little like this and baby wipes, little scents. Is it just one of those? No, it actually isn't. Frankincense isn't just like any other smell or some perfume for your baby. What we learn from history, we learn from the Bible, frankincense was used in the temple as the scent for worship. It was costly. It was valuable. So imagine being at your baby shower you're about to have a baby or you've given birth, people are bringing gifts. Someone brings around costly, costly scent, usually used in a temple to worship God to your baby. Oh, wow. Now you could think, oh, maybe they're just giving it to him for when he's older and it's his turn to go and worship at the temple, he can then worship with that frankincense. He doesn't have to buy his own and we're just kind of paying ahead. Isn't that nice? No, it isn't that. Because we read, actually, we had it read earlier, Matthew 2, going to the house... So this is what it says. They saw the child with Mary's mother and they fell down and they worshipped him. What you would normally do in a temple with frankincense, they did with this baby. There's something about this, this king. He's not just a king, he's a deity. That God himself has come. They worshipped him. Now you might say, nice story, Simon. You know, if people want to worship, that's fine. I respect that. People can have their own opinions around religion, spirituality. That's not so much my cup of tea. I don't really do that kind of worship thing. That's not me. 
I would just say that depends on what your definition of worship is. We think worship is just kneeling down or just lighting something. Actually, worship is about the activity of the heart. Worship starts here. Worship is what you give your heart to. It's what you pour yourself into. It's what lights you up. It's what you are devoting yourself to. It's what you're making sacrifices for. And in that sense, man, we all worship. Sometimes we, we find ourselves worshiping our career, worshiping money, worshiping status, worshiping the idea of looking cool, worshiping approval, worshiping like being cool, whatever it is. We, we give ourselves to these things. And that sense, like, you can't not. This is part of just being human being. We are born worshipers. So worship, friend, is not about just kneeling down. This is about the activity of your heart. It's what you're thinking about when you're not thinking about anything. So my question is right now, what are you worshiping this December? Genuinely. What is it you are really wanting more than anything else? If I just have this, sometimes things can become kind of like the ultimate thing in our hearts and we go after that more than anything else. We give ourselves. Well, these wise men came and they recognized this is a king. Not as a king, this is somebody who is to be worshipped like God himself. And they gave frankincense as a signpost to worship him. They understood it. This baby boy, he's God. They knelt down, they worshipped him, they gave themselves to loving this king. So wise men, firstly, they gave him gold. Secondly, frankincense to be worshipped. And the third one? Myrrh. Honestly, what is myrrh? Does any, like, I, again, I have to look into this. What is myrrh? Myrrh, similar to frankincense, it comes from another tree, another kind of sap. This myrrh, this, this oily sort of stuff, it doesn't use for fragrance, it's actually used for oil. It's an oil. Now again, for those who've had babies, we get given oil at births. For whatever reason, after a bath, you, you know, baby oil. Was it just one of those, like a Johnson's baby oil? No, it wasn't. <laughs> this particular oil was an anointing oil used to prepare a body for burial. How unusual. Why on earth would you give that to a baby? That's like somebody coming to your baby shower and giving you a unique oil they use to prepare a body before it goes in a coffin. It's almost like, in a, that's, that's a bit sick. That's inappropriate. Why would you do that? Here's why. Yes, Jesus was born to be king. Yes, he was born to be worshipped. But Jesus was actually and also born to die. The mission and trajectory of the life of this baby was actually death. Every human being on earth has been born to live. Every person in this room, you were born to live. This Jesus was born to die. Well, why? What's the point? Why has he been born to die? That's like a bit of a kamikaze mission and a waste of life, don't you think? Let's go back into it. Let's go back to the beginning. Look at this gold and this king. You know, friends, you don't need me to explain to you tonight, there is darkness in this world. For every good bit of news, 
I don't know about you, I, my news feed is littered with more and more darkness and destruction and despair. You might say, oh, you know, it's fine. Gold for a king, it's kingdom, that sounds good. No, you're not saying, no. The kingdoms on earth are getting darker. You don't have to look very far. You don't need me to explain that to you. The king has come to bring about the kingdom of light. And it's frankincense and worship, you know. We're saying worship, big deal. Here's the problem, right? I don't know about you, I find myself sometimes, what am I worshipping? I can end up worshipping myself. I can get self-centred, selfish, with my self-comfort. What do I think? What do people think about me? So quickly we get into like main character syndrome and, and make things about you. You think, oh, it's okay. What's the big deal? The negative side of worship, you worship the wrong thing, what you actually get is breakdown and destruction. Play that out. Whole families get broken down. Maybe that's your story even this Christmas. Pain from self-centeredness. Societies can get distorted. Politics can get corrupted as people worship themselves. We were made, actually, to center our lives and our hearts around something divine. Something, tran- trans- like something from heaven. Something different. Made to center our hearts on the glory of Jesus. But instead, we've exchanged his glory for the glory of me, career, money, these things lead to destruction. So yes, there's darkness. Yes, it's everywhere. So why did Jesus have to die? Here's why. All of this darkness, this destruction, this decay, this despair from the kingdoms of earth, all of this self-centered cycles of worship and destruction, worship and destruction, worship and self-sabotage that we do to ourselves and the people around us, Jesus grew up and he took upon himself And he took it on a Roman cross and was crucified. And that was always the plan, that he would grow up and be born to die. That his life would end in this moment to take upon himself that darkness and do what? And take it to the grave and to leave it there. And this is the revelation of God. He said, I will deal with the problem. I will come down and bring salvation. I've seen humanity for centuries and I know what you can and can't do. I will come and be the solution. So God sent his son for salvation as part of God's rescue, his mission for mankind. He dealt with the darkness. He went to the grave and he took it down there and he came back to life. And by doing so, by being raised to life, he opened a door. A door for you to turn away from your own darkness and come, come towards the light. For you to turn away from your own kingdom and come to the kingdom of heaven. For you to end the cycles of worship and self-destruction and come to the one, worship the one who gives you his life. What you find with Jesus is hope, joy, peace for you and your family. So of course he should be given myrrh. Of course he should. Everyone else, it would be sick and like distasteful. They're born to live. But this Jesus, this Son of God sent from heaven, he was born to die. Myrrh was appropriate. And these wise men, they got it. It was poignant and perfect gift from heaven. Go on, son, you've got this. I'll finish with this. In the words, the famous words of Charles Wesley, 
three very famous lines with the word born in. See if you can catch them. Mild, he lays his glory by. Born, that man no more may die. Born, to raise the sons of earth. Born, to give them a second birth. And in the words of some other songwriter from Brighton, born for salvation on a cross. Born for salvation on a cross. This is Jesus. This is the revelation of God. And so, of course, we're going to gather together at 7 p.m. on the first weekend of December and say, come. Oh, come. Come. Come, let us adore him. Bring your heart to him. Stop worrying and adoring other things. Come and adore the one person who can give you life and restore your soul and bring healing and restoration to your family and to families. Come, let us adore him. So wise men brought gold for a king, frankincense for worship, myrrh for burial. What are you going to bring him? We say this evening, what he's looking for is your heart. What's your response to Jesus tonight? For some of you, you have known this Jesus personally. You're one of the 1.9 billion people. But actually, if you're honest with yourself, your heart has wandered. And you wandered away from the light and quite quickly, insecurities, fears, anxieties, you're in a mess. Bring your heart to Jesus again. Let the light of his goodness and grace come and shine on you. Bring your whole self to him. Some of you, you're like, this is honestly the first time I've heard this. I've not been in a church for years. Is this true? Is this really real? Yes. He is real. Hundreds of lives in this room would testify he has changed and he has brought his life, light and healing Millions of people around the world will testify to it. And this evening could be your opportunity to experience the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And for you, you might think, if this is true, if this is actually real, I want it. And before this evening is over, we'd love to give you an opportunity to bring your heart to him. The band are going to come and join us on stage. I would love to pray for us. Is that okay? Why don't you just close your eyes where you are? Bring your heart to him. This is not about me or anything that's happened on stage. This is about the Jesus who is ascended in heaven, calling you by name. God, I pray for every person in this room, particularly those who feel far from you. Thank you, you don't say, clean yourself up first and come and worship me, but you say, come with your mess, come with your sin. Come with your inadequacy. Come with your cycles of idolatry. Come find rest with me. Come find forgiveness. And so I just ask you, Lord Jesus, every person in this room, right now as we sing this next song, bringing glory to the newborn king, that we would know your presence. Jesus, come and bring your presence and touch hearts right now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.